course, the noise I was trying to record to <laughs> noise reduce over stopped the second I hit the record Of course. Button. But as of long course. as it stays stopped, then we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, but if you guys hear a chainsaw in the background, just know <sighs> the trees are getting trimmed in my neighborhood right now. So <laughs> No one's coming after nobody Kristen. Is, yeah, nobody's <laughs> coming after me to murder me. Uh, at least not today, I guess. Um <laughs> I mean, at least if they were using – if somebody's coming after you with a chainsaw, you could hear them from a mile away. That's true. That I mean, is maybe true. that's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you are because you do. chainsaw. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah. So, uh, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And we're talking about Ashk 101 – uh, volume 10 or season two, episode two. Um, and yeah, a lot, a lot happens in this episode too. And I think we kind of touched on already in last episode that this one more kind of gave us a little bit more, um, like understanding or explanation as to why season two has taken the turn that it has taken. Yes. Um, that we weren't really expecting. So, um, This very much felt like a story building mm-hmm. episode, yeah. which would track for an Enter. episode two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we can just get right into it because, like we said last episode, we're recording these back to back. So mm-hmm. while a week or two has passed for you guys, um, only a few minutes have passed for us. So we yeah. don't have any fun or exciting <laughs> things to share with you in the last few minutes. So. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, nothing new has nothing, happened. <laughs> nothing new, but maybe next time. Cause, yeah. Yeah, maybe next time. This is the last episode we're recording today, so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we can just start going right in and we open with some more sadness. Yeah, I mean, come on. We we have two really bummer openings for these two episodes. Really? Really, though? The death of a relationship and, and now – The death of a person. The death of a person. Gosh. Well, and not only that, because obviously we're seeing Sinan and mm-hmm. dealing with the death of his grandfather and all of the stuff that they're having to do and the burial and everything. But not only that, but we're, again – seeing what a stupid jerk his dad is mm-hmm. who pulls out his phone and starts playing snake as they're reading I, the rights okay but the listen body. i completely forgot about that game <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh i used to play that all the time on my nokia my pink uh-huh. nokia i mean who didn't with my you know what were those things called like monotonic ringtones or poly Mm-hmm. whatever ringtones and yes doing the whole trying to swirl around so you don't bite off your own tail i was like oh that just threw me back a bit but i can definitely say i was never a jerk enough to play it well like essentially at a funeral okay i was like, gonna say Kristen, you would never have done that no. while <laughs> the priest was reading over your grandpa's dead body yeah that's like oh <laughs> even if he's not like his actual dad like that's your kid's grandpa that's your ex-wife's dad like that was your father-in-law at one point like oh my gosh like just the fact that he can't even be bothered to be respectful and is like i'm bored let me pull out my phone and yeah freaking jerk freaking jerk the worst i'm telling you that gif he is the worst he's the worst (laughs) he's the worst So then we get more sadness because Ashuk is abandoned at her aunt's house. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was her grandma at first, but then yeah, we find out later it's her 
aunt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Um, well, and her dad doesn't even say a word to her. I know. Like, he, like, glares at her as gosh. she's leaving. It's like, dude, good to know that Ashuk's parents' love is conditional. Yeah, seriously. And that they'll only love and support her if she does what they want her mm-hmm. to do. That's great. Yeah. I it's so like listen it's you know kids are going to disappoint their parents sometimes they're going to make bad decisions mm-hmm. all of that but your love the love you have for your kids should not be conditional on those things like anyways. yeah it's crazy Ugh. um so we yeah we kind of see what her fate is going to be now yeah and then we switch over osman comes barreling for sinan because yeah sinan wasn't present for any of that yeah. At the school assembly. So he has no idea what Ashuk has done. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, they don't know that his grandpa has died. So Osman's just like, come on, dude, we got to go. Like, things have yeah. happened. We got to go help Ashuk. And he's like, what the heck? And he's just like, yeah. get in. We'll go get the rest of them. And they all wind up going to see Ashuk, who is mad at them, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she does eventually let them in the gate to talk. Because they're like, right. please just let us in. And so they kind of get to talk things through. Um, she's obviously still upset. She, um, you know. Yeah, I she's like, I thought we were friends. I thought we were a team, that I was right. one of you. Right. So I don't think she's like fully forgiven them yet. But mm-hmm. she does at least kind of start to participate in. They kind of realize what they need to do is basically, you know, kill the king, so to speak. So yeah. they – now we're kind of planning to get Nezjet fired because then it would also bring into question some of his actions and decisions like exactly. expelling Ashuk and things like that. Exactly. So um, so that we kind of see that that's about to be something that's brewing. Right. Yeah, because they have to figure out some sort of a plan and that's what they come up with. Right. So then we switch over. We're in school mm-hmm. and we just get further confirmation that Elif is very – enamored <laughs> yeah is it enamored with or enamored of i always i never Ooh, i enamored are, are of both, osman are they both are, correct are both correct i never know i never know which way it's like the whom and who like i never quite remember which way you're supposed to but anyways i just enamored was the word i really just feel like she is with him and so mm-hmm. um I was just like, wait, is she enamored of him? Is she enamored with him? Is she enamored by him? Oh, like, use enamored of when speaking of romantic love. Okay, so she so is there we go. enamored of Osman. <laughs> uh huh. When speaking about a new fascinate or like fascination or interest, mm-hmm. you would use with. Okay, so like I'm enamored with a new outfit, but mm-hmm. I am enamored of my husband. Exactly. Okay. Yes. There's our grammar lesson for the day. Grammar lessons with Kristen (laughs) and Ashley. That is good, though, because I've never really known which one is – how you're supposed to use it. Yeah, I've heard both, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I really knew there was a difference Mm -hmm. in the usage. So, good to know. All right. So, she's enamored of Osman. Mm -hmm. But she, as we established last week, has a terrible way of showing it Mm -hmm. because does she wind up – is this where she picks the desk? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah, she's just staring at him, kind okay, of like a creep. As he, <laughs> okay. As, as he's, okay. <laughs> as he's kind of doing his morning rounds. Yeah. How he talks to the the security guy, asks yeah. if he needs to know anything. 
you know, making his calls, telling so-and-so yeah. he'll pay him. Well, it looks like he's back in business. Like, it looks like he's kind of yep. doing the food thing again because mm-hmm. that's all happening outside the gates. Um, okay, that's right. Okay, now I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then we switch to the staff room, mm-hmm. and this is where we get some major context yes. about Burju. Yes. Because basically, two of the ladies are looking at a magazine, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how beautiful the lady on the cover is. Mm-hmm. And then Rafiq Bey walks over just as Kemal's walking in, mm-hmm. and he's like, put that thing away. That magazine made Burju cry. And Kimal's like, sorry, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get this whole story about how during summer school, which Kimal was not part of because he obviously wouldn't need to coach basketball during summer school, mm-hmm. the they were looking at that magazine and they realized and started talking about the fact that the woman on the cover is Kimal's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how big Kimal's world is and how, of course, he's only here temporarily. He's got such a big life. Why would he be in this Mm -hmm. tiny school for no reason? He's obviously only going to be here for a little while. This is clearly just passing time for him. Like, all of the things that Aburdu already spoke to, (laughs) to Kimal, now he's hearing the basic and major concept. Excuse me, context of all of this. Yes. And now I will say, when I got to this part is when I was like, oh, okay. Now I'm not so – but I couldn't say that last episode because I'm supposed to be talking last episode like we haven't watched (laughs) season two. So I still still wanted to lean hard into my initial feelings. But now in my defense of Kristen last week, I very much was like, okay, here's the context. I get yeah. that would be hard for anyone. Like even even someone super oh, yeah. like even if she was completely confident in how he felt about her, even if she was comp- like didn't have any like self esteem issues of like thinking she's just plain and simple and like not glamorous and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Even if she didn't have any of those issues, I would I would still fully understand why this would be like a reality check of like, mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't a permanent thing for him. He just there's no place for him in that world at the moment, but yeah. there will be again. And this is a placeholder. And therefore, I am a placeholder because this is where I belong. Mm -hmm. I can't go with him to wherever he'll be whisked off to in this world of his. So then, yes, it all comes together and makes a lot more sense. And I completely understand why she has these knee-jerk reactions about the stinking dress. Mm -hmm. uh, Because it probably feels like he's trying to glamorize her into her, like, you know – something that belongs in his world when obviously we know that's not what he was doing. He just wants to see this beautiful woman he loves in this gorgeous dress that's just like wasting away in her closet. Um, And probably felt like he was giving her the confidence to do so. Like because he wants to see her in it and that should make her feel confident in his attraction to her and all of that. So yeah, this was such a pivotal scene for my perspective where I was like – Oh, totally. Okay, now I'm not so like – Kim all like <laughs> yeah well, I get it I I totally get it and and they again kind of did what they did in the finale of season one mm-hmm. where now you're putting Kimal's shoes yes. and now you're seeing the situation from his perspective mm-hmm. where it all kind of makes sense and he's thinking about the things that she said yeah. about him writing his time all of that jazz because the teacher's are right in front of him saying, mm-hmm. well, your world is so much bigger yeah. than this little school. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a moment of realization for 
the Watcher mm -hmm. and for Kimmel at yes. the same time. Yeah. Because we're finding out the exact same time that, yeah, mm -hmm. like you said, he is. So we're in his perspective. Yeah. Um. So we – all that's kind of happening. We kind of find out too that – because Nezjet's now talking about, you know, the new vice principal – yeah, because he's eating and and asks Kimal to join him, right? Yeah, because I think Kimal goes in searching of Burju. Like, okay. I think the whole point was, like, he went to the lunch spot to go and find her. And then he okay. stopped, like, to probably talk to her about this. Like, mm -hmm. okay, like, now the stuff makes sense. Like, yeah. again, she could have communicated this stuff to him. But I also oh, – yeah. you get why she maybe wouldn't. Um but he stopped by Nezjet and he's like, oh, if you're looking for bird juice, she doesn't like – she doesn't even eat here anymore with us. She just breaks all the rules. So, of course, she wouldn't be eating here with us administrators. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so Nezjet starts talking about this new principal, new vice principal he's going to hire. Mm -hmm. And basically like how – like maybe they're not the most competent, but like they'll do what I say. Right. So Kimal is like, well, actually, I was thinking of taking the position that you offered me. And we very much can see why he's doing it. Because, again, the reason why I think Burju should have stayed in the position is exactly why Kimal's taking it. Like, exactly. oh, if he just has a little minion who's going to do all his bidding, it's going to make things so much worse. At least if yeah. I'm in that position, I can run interference on what I can. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of like – what is it, like lose the battle to win the war kind of a thing. So like, right. yeah, it's going to seem like I'm on his side or I'm, you know, um, going along with whatever Nezjet's like, you know, uh, plans are. But really it's like, no, it's so that you can kill it from the inside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. And we have can a, see. Have a man on the inside. Exactly. Um, and obviously so we know it's so that he can protect the kids, pr mm -hmm. even protect Burju a little bit, I would say. Um, I mean, she is not on Nezjet's good side anymore, mm -hmm. and now she's lost that position of yeah. the little bit of power that she mm -hmm. had. So I'm sure it would be much easier for Nezjet to get rid of her if he really wanted to. Right, because she's just a teacher now, and if she's not going to go along with the class A, class B, all this stuff, and constantly mm -hmm. fight it, then yeah, he has, all, he has grounds to dismiss her, essentially. Like, well... You're not going along with our, you know, curriculum, so goodbye. Mm -hmm. Well, and he even makes a comment to Kimal about that he, he'll need to punish her because she, she keeps mm -hmm. breaking all the rules. And then in the next scene, we see Burju again confronting Nejdet about this whole hierarchical system that he's yeah. created. Yeah. And how, isn't this wrong? Aren't we teaching them the wrong values and, mm -hmm. you know, diff the wrong way to pursue success in the yeah. future? Um. But then he is just a total jerk to her and gives her a whole speech about the book Crime and Punishment and how she's just like that book that nobody has actually read but everybody pretends to read and it's just a boring book. And it's like, gosh, you <laughs> it's just it's just absolutely mm -hmm. ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. So he again clearly is not happy with her. Right. And she is uh, – oh, and at that moment, that's right. He's like, luckily, our new VP, Kimobe, is mm -hmm. nothing like you. Mm -hmm. And so now yeah. she knows. And now she knows. And, of course, she's going to assume all the worst. Mm -hmm. What's funny, too, is like, to me, him also – not only, 
does he have reason to take this position? Because again, a man on the inside, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be a minion. He can kind of like play the game. But it also to me says like, hey, I'm making another step of a more like permanent place here. Like, oh, I took a job promotion. Um, You know, he could have just stayed in his, again, what does he care? What? So why not just stay in this? This is only temporary. Mm -hmm. So, but again, we all know she's not going to see it that way. But I even saw it as something that maybe even he didn't realize. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't even realize it's what he's doing. But like, it's a step towards like, this is a more permanent fixture for you. Um, So, yeah. That's a great point. So we have our angry fighting Karem back. <laughs> yeah, um, this is, I think, when we when we really notice and the kids really realize, oh, we're free. We're free, yeah. <laughs> However, Osman and Ida still yank him off and they're like, uh, yeah, you all didn't see anything. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's not push and, it. And that's the kid who had dumped over the washing bucket in episode one when he was yes. washing Nejda's car. So yes. he's like, oh, you think you can do whatever you want and not get away with it? Well, <laughs> guess who's no longer under Nejda's thumb? <laughs> guess who's back, baby? Um, so, yeah. So then we have Horny Hanum, who now shares this office with Kimal, because like you pointed out, she and Burju were sharing it as the two mm-hmm. vice principals. I think she kind of makes some – tries to make some kind of flirtatious comment about yeah. it and he's just like, whatever. And he's, I think he's like, the only reason I took this position was to work less hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, Kimal Bay. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. We know better. Yeah. Meanwhile, Burju just bursts in uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. starts essentially like scolding him. Mm-hmm. Without – again, she doesn't have all the information. All she knows is that he took the position. Yeah. She's working off of the assumptions as to why she thinks he took it and just starts kind of going off on him. Yeah. Um, and and then we get the kids essentially telling Nejda that mm-hmm. they're taking their power back. Yep. And kind of making fun of him at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that, look, you already expelled Ishuk. You have no power over us yeah. now. You took your own power away, sir. Yep. Exactly. So that's, you know – We've we've regained some ground for the kids for now. But they have agreed amongst themselves still to not – like, yes, they're going to be little rebels here and there. But, like, mm-hmm. they're not going to do anything to get themselves expelled. Like, right. Because how can they – if they're expelled, then they can't go through with any of their plans. So Yeah, they can't help a shook if they're they out of the school yes, as well. Yes, they can't get her back. So, mm-hmm. um, so they've put some limits on their rebellion at this point. Yeah. And this is where we get the scene where Leaf is introduced into class, of course. Everybody's, you know, the teachers are all kissing her butt and, like, telling her to pick out whatever desk she wants. And she picks Osman's desk. And the teacher's like, okay, Osman, move. And he's kind of like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. But he does. And then he asks Leaf, like, hey, my phone's under my desk. Can you hand it to me? Which it's so funny. Again, this is puts it into perspective for 1998 because, like – Kids all have phones at school these days. Like, I'm sure oh, they don't yeah. even hide it. Like, I mean, I'm sure, yes, I'm sure there's rules in the classroom to not be, like, on them during class. But, like, right. everybody knows they have them, you know? Right. But in 98, mm-hmm. that would have been a big deal for a high schooler to have a cell phone. Oh, yeah. To even be able to afford a cell phone because you paid by the minute. Yeah. I don't even know if text messages were a thing yet 
1998? Uh, they might have been. the th- What it was, the thing was pagers. Mm-hmm. My sister had a pager mm-hmm. when she was a teenager. Yep. And that was the thing. It was like you would page somebody something. Yep. And then they would get to the nearest phone and call to you back. call you back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Elif finds the phone and rather than hand it to him, she's like, Hold on, um, I found a phone here. Is anybody supposed to have phones in class? And I'm like, again, honey, this is not, this is not how you get. It's not the way. This is not the way. It's not the way. <laughs> so, of course, the teacher's like, no, hand that to me. I'll keep it. So yeah. I'm like, oh, sweetie. Um, so we get just, yeah, like, we're just beating a dead, broken heart here. I know. Because Piling get, on the sorrow for like, Sinan in this episode. Because his parents are yet again arguing over which one of them, quote, has to take him. Yeah. Because now that, like, now that dad, now that her dad is dead, technically doesn't she have room for Sinan? Because she doesn't have to house her father. But she's just basically like, what's he going to do with me and Antalya? Blah, blah, blah. Like. Other than be your son and live yeah. a life with yeah. you. and. Mm-hmm. Maybe get to know you a little bit. It, oh, my gosh. It killed. And then, oh, when she's like, honey, you look skinny. Eat more. Um, Maybe take care of him, like, yeah. so that he can eat more and isn't spreading himself so thinly because he's being his own mom, dad, uh, a student. Like, he's the housekeeper. Yeah. He's being all of these things that no mm-hmm. 17-year-old should have to be. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I wanted but to they slap don't her so care. hard. So, so he, he – yeah, mm-hmm. he tells them – that he's decided to move, which again, <laughs> it's like any parent worth their salt would be like, what do you mean you're moving in with mm-hmm. you? You can't move in with your friends. It's just going to be the two mm-hmm. of you. His parents are gone. They've gone. But, but they don't care. Other than other than if it's going to cost more money oh, than right. the allowance they give him. Do you oh, have right. to pay rent? Listen, <laughs> you're about to make money off of selling this place. You really couldn't – you really can't afford to give him a little rent money for this imaginary friend he's going to be living with. Like Ridiculous. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I just yeah. – I, I so viscerally hate them. Like – Yeah. And he's just trying to save face, of course, so that it's like he doesn't have to be told by his own parents that they don't want him. He's right. eliminating the need for that by saying like, yeah, his parents are going abroad, so I'm going to move in with him and we're going to be roommates basically. <sighs> I mean, at least I obviously no kid should be or wants to be rejected by their own parents. Mm -hmm. But we clear we obviously as the viewer Mm -hmm. know he's better off not living with either of them because they both suck and neither of them actually care about him in any way. Yeah. So it is one of those things where you're you do understand, okay, he is better off not living with them, yeah. but it's just a really horrible situation yeah. because he shouldn't be better off not living That's with his parents. That's what it is. He shouldn't be better off not, yeah, being with his parents. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, it just hurts. Because of course then, do you love to? Then, then they're talking about, they're like, oh, well, let's spend money on getting this house fixed up so that it'll sell for more. Never mind, yeah. they didn't bother to fix it while – their own family members were living in it. But now that no. they could possibly make money on it, let's talk about some of the fixes we can do around here. Like yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. It just hurts me. So, yeah. we get more plotting against Nejdet with the kids. Sinan does That's wind up right. – Sinan winds up joining them. And and uh, Ishuk is kind of like, what's wrong? Because he just kind of flops back on the 
whatever mm-hmm. that was. Um, and, you know, it is like, what are you talking about? Of course, he, he's always like this. Like, you know that. Um, but, oh, my gosh, it just it just hurts me. And they kind of realize, I think Sinan's the one who's like, listen, if we're going to go through this plan, we need a leaf because her yeah. dad is, you know, he's going to be the one to make this decision. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of well, like, and he's okay. the only one with enough clout to actually pull these kind of strings, right? If they're just trying to work from the inside, mm-hmm. they're not guaranteed to be able to get rid of Nejdet. Yeah. But if it's somebody in that power, that position of power, mm-hmm. like Elif's dad, that's a totally different story. Yeah. And so, Sinan's like, yeah, we need her. And so it is like, well, I guess I could try to sweet talk her. I don't know. But Sinan's like, no, it needs to be Osman. And he's like, are you kidding me? She hates me. It does not need to be me. And Krem's like, well, maybe I can can, can intimidate her. Or maybe the, and Sinan's like, no, it has to be Osman. Because of course. Again, Sin- proving yeah. once again that as apathetic and mm-hmm. out of this world that Sinan seems to be, he is the only one who truly sees certain things. Yep. He really is. <laughs> oh, so Osman's kind of like, okay, I'll try, but like, whatever. Yeah, she you know? hates me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll do my best. Yep. So now at least part of the plan is in place to, mm-hmm. you know, elicit her help. And then we get. Oh, oh my gosh. Sinan packing up the puppy, the bird, his few belongings. I and did think part of me was like, come on, bro. Bring, bring yourself some blankets. Bring yourself a pillow. That did feel a little bit melodramatic on the part of the TV writers mm-hmm. of like, he only has a bag and a crate of books and his dog. And it's like... <laughs> Look, I know that he would be fine packing up some blankets so he's not Listen, just shivering to I death. would not put it past his father to be like, there were seven blankets in this house. Why are there only five? Like, totally. Leave, but, a blan- leave these blankets. But Sinan should be like, screw you. I'm taking one lousy blanket. <laughs> Poor Sinan. I know. Uh, so he, he breaks into the school awful. and he like. I know. Moves into, like, the basement or an old storage room type of a thing. Um, it's obviously a very well-forgotten place because it's just piled with old yeah. boxes and papers and the sink and stuff is rusty. And he puts an out-of-order sign so that, you know, people don't come in and out of that place. And that's kind yeah. of where he's going to be calling home now. And, oh, it's just so depressing. Um, I need – here's what I need. I need Kimal Bay to find out. That he's living there mm-hmm. and then be like, no, you're living with me now. My that's heart. what I need. I love them so much. That would be Because you best. know that's what he would do. He'd oh, be like. a thousand percent. There's he, no, this is not happening and you're going to move in with me right now. Yeah. And he, he would physically take his stuff to force him to do it. Just like with the jacket. Like, hey, yeah. dummy. Like. Yeah, exactly. You're going to catch a cold. Here's my exactly. jacket. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so. Edda sees him the next morning. She doesn't mm. figure out anything about like him living there, but just sees him down in the in the where is where are they? They're at school, but like it looks like he's kind of down in a ravine almost, mm-hmm. and she's on her way to school, mm-hmm. but sees him outside, and he has the bird. That's yeah, the whole, like yep. that's kind of her trigger that something is amiss. Yes, and so she's kind of like, isn't she's like, hey, what's going on? Like, isn't that your grandpa's bird? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, and she's like. He's dead, isn't he? 
And so, like, the fact that she figures that out so quickly, I kind of love their little friendship. Like, Me too. Because um, we didn't really see a whole lot of, like, scenes with just them last mm-hmm. year uh, or last season. But, like, even just – even when she kind of last episode, like, flops down on the bed next to him. And it's all very, obviously, platonic. She's with Karam. Like – yeah. Um, well, and they had a couple scenes, mm-hmm. you know, having discussions last season as well. So yeah. they clearly have some camaraderie. Yeah. Between just the two of them. So I kind of like that she's the one to figure it out and so quickly. Mm-hmm. But of course, he's like, please don't say anything. Like, I just don't really want to. He doesn't want to discuss it with everybody else. He probably just doesn't want pity, you know, all that stuff. And so yeah. um, he just lies to her and is like, I have to live with my dad now. Yeah. And so she's kind of like, oh, okay. And she pats him on the back and that's kind of that. Well, we do get the really heartbreaking metaphor because he's basically tossing the bird away. And he's the bird. (laughs) He's the bird. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like, what are you doing? It's not going to survive in the wild. And he says, it'll find a way. And it's like, oh, my gosh. I know. (laughs) Poor bird. Poor little birdie. So, yeah. Osman's food business is, again, back up and running. He approached, you know, he's dealing with that and then sees a leaf and is like, hey, can I talk to you? Mm-hmm. And she immediately agrees and is like, yes, I'm coming. <laughs> and I think he's a little – because he basically is like, hey, we need your help with something. Um, And she immediately agrees to help. And he's like – Yeah. Surprise. Yeah, like, you will? And she's like, well, yeah, but basically, like, her parents are strict. She has to practice piano all the – like, if she's not in school, she's spending all of her waking hours practicing the piano at home. They're not going to let her out. And he's like, oh, well, I can help with that. Just have a loop. We'll sneak you out. Yeah, just have a looped recording of your piano playing. Mm -hmm. Have that playing. And then where's your your window? Like, we'll sneak you out from upstairs. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of, like, very eager to help and is like, okay, I'll see you tonight. Yeah. And I think he's a little dumbfounded because yeah. I don't think he was expecting her to be so eager. No, not at all. Um, well, then we see her mm-hmm. having dinner with her parents that night and we get a little more context about Elif yeah. because her dad asks how school is going and whether she's been practicing at school. And she's honest with him and tells mm-hmm. him she hasn't been. And honestly, I the reason she gives, I can't blame her yeah. because the room is just a room of glass walls. Yep. So anybody can see her yep. and hear her. And yeah. it's very clear. It's almost like she's put on display. Mm-hmm. But that's not a good enough reason for her dad. He's right. like, well, you're a concert pianist. You should be used to people watching you by now. What's the big deal? You know, what's going on with you? Now it seems like one thing, it comes a new thing comes up every single week. Which, you know, typical teenage mm-hmm. parent kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but she is obviously not comfortable kind of just giving free performances every single yeah. day at school. So she just ex- ends up excusing herself and heading upstairs to put the tape on and wait for Osman to come break her out. Yeah. So um, – that and that's what well and it winds up being Edda who comes to break right. her out. Well, and we have a little moment with the kids where oh that's right they're like oh he wow he convinced her I can't believe it mm-hmm. and <laughs> Karem says that and then Tinon's like well that's because you're an idiot <laughs> and he's like if Edda asked you to jump off a cliff you'd do it wouldn't you and he's like yeah he's like but we it wouldn't even be an issue because we'd jump off together and then finally he's like oh I get it like, yeah. <laughs> 
oh, so that's what's happening here. <laughs> and Ashika's like, does Osman know? <laughs> and Sinan's like, no, of course not. And then Osman shows up with food, of course, for everybody. Yes. Um, and yeah, Ed is the one who winds up picking up Elif and mm. which I think she's initially a little bit surprised, like, oh, well, where's Osman? And she's like, don't worry, he'll be there. Like, we're meeting him. Yeah. Um, well, and you can tell Edda is kind of, kind of susses her out a little mm-hmm. bit because as they're on their bikes, Elif again is like, is Osman going to be there? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he will be. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, so, Sinan winds up giving a quote about how lies will become reality if you repeat them enough. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm assuming he's using that as an example of like, if we keep perpetuating these things like about Nezjet, like they will eventually right. just seem a reality. And Elif really knows who he's quoting. And she basically is like, wow, like that's a really – that he's a really ruthless man about – and he had so much stuff out there about how to control the masses and all this stuff. Right. And she's more impressed, not mm. – but Ishuk takes it very quickly as a way to defend Sinan. Yeah. Like, like basically like that's not who he is. I don't yeah. – you know, and Ishuk's like – or uh, Elif is kind of like, oh, no, you know, pardon. Like that's not what I meant. Yeah. I didn't mean anything by it. Uh, um, and so, yeah. So they get to know Elif a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of clue her on what they're trying to do. Um, right. She's in. Yeah. And um, – Edda tells them about his grandpa, right? Yeah, because Sinan kind of wanders off on his own. Mm-hmm. And so Edda really quickly is like, listen, I'm not supposed to be telling you guys this. Do not say anything. But just so you know, like his grandpa died. Yeah. Now Ashuk is just upset yet again. Like, why wouldn't he tell me? Like, yeah. why is that something he would not tell me, you know? And the thing is, he wasn't telling anybody, but of course, Edda figured it out, but we don't really know right. that. So I could see being like, why would he tell Edda and not me? Like, right. Because um, it's not like Edda explains that she figured it out, no. that he didn't outright come and tell her. Right. So um, it's just kind of another thing for Ashuk to be, like, struggling with on top of the fact that she's already struggling with the fact that her friends left her out of some major stuff over the last right. few months. Right. Um, so that kind of is concluded. They've kind of got the start of their plan going. Um, and now Edda goes to see Burju. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I think it's kind of – I think she probably just knows, like, Bur- I think it's just kind of a given that they know Burju's kind of mad at them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and Edda kind of approaches her too and is upset that she told Ashuk because she's like, you must know like why we didn't tell her and why we made that deal. And yet you went and told her, you know, and, um, Bert, she just starts, Edda just starts freaking out because she's like, everything we've done that we, anytime we have actually tried to put our actions to use for something good, it messes everything up and like, Mm -hmm. it's just getting worse and worse and all this stuff. And now we want to get a shook back in school and we don't know what to do. And, um, Burju kind of calms her down and, and kind of realizes really where their hearts are, you know? Yeah. And so she's like, look, I'm sure you guys already have a plan happening. Mm-hmm. I will help with it how I can tell yeah. me, tell me what's going on. Yeah. So Burju kind of has that change of heart and is like ready to help this yeah. team basically. Yeah. Yep. Well, and we see the start of it the next day when Elif, uh, 
brings her dad to school mm-hmm. because she wants him to meet her favorite teacher, Rafik mm-hmm. Bey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really kind of is her pushing this whole narrative. She's a big player in this whole game, yep. continually talking about Rafik Bey. Like we get a couple scenes with her and her dad in the car. Mm-hmm. He's meeting Rafik Bey, can't even remember his name. <laughs> but as things progress, we get that scene with her and her dad in the car and she's like, I think that Rafik Bey is going to go for the principal position mm-hmm. and I want you to support him. And if you do that, then I'll practice my piano at school. And she's like going the extra mile because yeah. she has this um, kind of flash of her talking to Osman and <laughs> him being like, well, we knew you wouldn't be able to do it. So I'm never – so." you know, have a nice life. We'll never see you each yes. other again. <laughs> and she's like, can't let that happen. So that, yeah, she gets, she gets especially impassioned after like yes. imagining that and is like, oh my gosh. She'll do whatever it so takes. So stinking funny. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, they're all, you know, they've got all these machinations working mm-hmm. and now Burju is in on the game. So she com- comes up to Rafik and tells him to Put his name in for principal. Yeah, she starts He's planting doing that. Such seed. a great job. Mm-hmm. The they had Osman has kids come up to Rafik Bay. Not just any Nejda. kids. Not just any kids. The yes, the, the top. class A. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they ask Nejda, "Can we have Rafik Bay teaching our class A? He's the best teacher." So that's like they're uh-huh. <laughs> they're very good at this. Yes, I they mean, are. <laughs> Because you can see Nesjet kind of being like – because then he also sees Alif's dad like chatting with Rafik Bey. So he's kind of like – you can see his wheels turning like what's going on. Yeah. But he also does give him the class because he's probably thinking like, well, it's clear that Alif's dad likes him. So if I also show my support for him, Mm -hmm. that's going to continue to get me in the good graces of her dad and I'll get the permanent position. Um, So – but you can tell he's kind of like – what's going on here? But he's going along with it because he thinks, yeah, supporting Rafik Bey right now is going to only make him look good. Right. Because of the fact that her, you know, Elif's dad, he doesn't know why he was chatting with him. So, but it seems that they are friendly and get along and whatever. So, um, yeah. So we kind of see all that stuff getting in, going into motion. And, and then we get this scene where Sinan shows up at Ishuk's aunt's house and he's bringing yeah. her schoolwork and stuff to study so that she can keep up because he's like, we're going to get you back in school. So that way you need to stay on top of this stuff so you're not behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so she lets him in and he talk, she's talking about, okay, well, I'm actually caught up on this and this. I am a little behind on this. And he's like, okay, yeah. I'll bring that tomorrow. And she's like, you're coming back tomorrow? And he's like, well, should I not? Yeah. And then – he just kind of looks at her and he's just like, when are you going to forgive me? I know. And so she tests him yeah, and says, how's your grandpa? And he says, fine, like always. And so then she's like, well, I'm not in the mood to forgive you today because he wasn't even honest with her about his grandpa dying. And so yeah. um, he, you know, they finish their studying. I think she says something even like, does she tell him not to come back tomorrow or no? Am I just imagining that? Mm, yeah, because, I mean, I think at first she's kind of just like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. But then after they study, I think she says something kind of like, do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. come back if you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Yeah. 
And so he goes back to his little school basement thing. You can tell it's like freezing in there. Like, it's just so heartbreaking. I know. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. It's interesting, though, because, you know, I'm sure part of it, obviously part of it was Sinan coming to help her and tutor her and Mm -hmm. study with her. Is just because he wants to spend time with her because yeah. he misses her. Of course. But they do – the kids actually do seem to be taking everybody but Edda, really. And now it's, like, just the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys really seem to be taking the test that they're going to be taking, the university test, mm-hmm. actually kind of seriously. Yeah. And wanting to prepare. Because we even have a scene with Karem and Edda where mm-hmm. he's like, look, Edda, even the art one – is a big deal and yeah. you should be studying your hardest. This is the year. Like this is when everything changes and this is when everything matters. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting even to see their perspectives change yeah. where now they are in senior year. They're kind of realizing the implications of what this is going to have on their future. Well, and you can tell that Karem is like when he's asking her about like the studying and stuff and she's like, no, I've been blowing all that off. And he kind yeah. of is like, wait, what? Like, cause you know, mm-hmm. they're on, they're on his uncle's motorcycle. They're having a good old time. And while he's enjoying that, he's also concerned that she's like, not that she's not studying. Yeah. And he even says at one point, I don't have high hopes for my own scores, but like he's, he's very concerned about hers and he yeah. wants her to have a good future and he wants her to be able to do what she would just be a graphic designer, which is why he's pushing her towards the art one. So like, he's like not even concerned with himself, but he wants to make sure that he's like his free spirit, you know, isn't like bringing her down, you know, because it's like, he's the one that showed up with the motorcycle so they can just go off joyriding. But then even as they're joyriding, he's like, shoot, she's not studying. Like, right. So I'm just like, oh, he just, he loves her. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of just, uh, we really end with that scene with Burju in the staff lounge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she quietly urges him mm-hmm. to apply for the principal position. Of course, and Kim Albeg is watching her from afar across the room. Yeah. He knows she's up to something. He probably doesn't know what yet. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not really clear if he can hear her because mm-hmm. she's speaking pretty quietly. Yeah. But by the end of that conversation, Rafiq absolutely decides – to apply for the principal position, yep. he we see him write his letter, sign it, and submit it that same same day, and then we end up ending with a flash forward. Mm-hmm. So it's we finally it's the scene that we saw at the end of uh, season one. Yes, but from the perspective of the person showing up. Yes, um, coming to the door, walking past all the scary danger signs of this crumbling house. <laughs> And knocking. Mm-hmm. And even though we didn't get to see him in the season finale, we didn't get any mention of him in the season opener, season two opener, I thought for sure maybe they would show his face when, <laughs> like, she opens the door finally at the end of this episode. No. But no, we don't. No. Um, do you My, think, do you know, I was going to say, do you think you know who have... it is, though? Because you, you, you haven't watched three and four yet, right? No. Okay. No. But my theory is Osman. Okay. I think he's the most likely to show up and be part of the crew, mm-hmm. even however many years later, 
he's also in a very nice suit. Yes, he is. So I think that that is also potentially a clear indication of who it is Mm -hmm. because we know that Osman is bound – sorry, I hit my microphone (laughs) – is bound for great things in his future. Yes. His whole plan is to make a lot of money so he can live a nice, easy life. Yeah. So that's my theory. Okay. And we get a specific quote that the person is thinking about. Of Ashuk saying, I want us to all continue mm-hmm. to be friends. Yeah. It's like he's rereading the letter in his mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so, what I think. Yeah. So I – on now. Yeah. I really – and like I said, it's been so long since I've watched season two. And that's – I've never repeated season two. So mm-hmm. it's the one I'm least familiar with. I've repeated plenty of season one episodes before. But um, – yeah, so I'm trying to think, like, I don't even know if it's, like, the opening scene next week. I don't know if we actually are going to find out next episode or not or if it's still going to be dragged out. But I know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't find out until the end of next episode or, like, in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know how DZs are. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I feel a lot better about the direction season two is going after this oh, episode yeah. versus the opener. Um, yeah. And – yeah, I do appreciate that we got much more context and understanding for Burju mm-hmm. and where she was coming from because the insecurities make a lot more sense. Because it's like, you know, like I said, it's one thing to have these insecurities, but then it's like they were like inflamed. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, what inflamed them? Because what has he done to make you think he does? He, but yeah, right. to, to have all that thrown at you and then everybody else basically saying what you're thinking – Right. Almost confirms that you're right because you're like, see, everybody else sees it too. And yeah. yeah. So exactly. Um, I'm now very firmly in the camp of like, okay, dummies. Yes, please. <laughs> Just communicate <laughs> and share these like concerns and frustrations and insecurities with each other. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I definitely could see Kimal doing kind of creating his own machinations on mm-hmm. his end as the VP with this power mm-hmm. now to to get Nejdet out. Yeah. And that being a way for the two of them to reconcile mm-hmm. where they realize – where she realizes he's not going anywhere. He really is on my side. Yeah. All of those things. So, yeah. But we'll see. We'll have to find out. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we will be back next week with uh, episode three of season two. And, um, yeah, once again, you know, all the places to find us, check the episode notes for all that info. It's there every single week. Um, and yeah, find us on social. Let us know, you know, are you watching along with us for the first time? Are you rewatching? Uh, you know, we, we want to hear from you guys too. We want to hear your Mm -hmm. thoughts and theories and feelings about, uh, certain things. Are you, were you more like Ashley from the get-go? That's what I want to know. Were you guys more like Ashley right from the get-go where you're like in the middle? Or were you leaning one way or the other like me? And then once you got more context, mm-hmm. <laughs> changed your tune. Um, just curious. Because I do know some people were just nothing but frustrated with Burju. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Like, so I'm just curious. Makes where sense. Other, yeah, where like other people have fallen with that. So yeah. anyhow. Um, yeah. So other than that, we'll see you guys next week. And until next time. Go to shoes. Close to the call.